0: Welcome into One and Done Radio. Wherever you are, however you are listening, whether it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podomatic, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Pandora, Podcorn, Podbean, Google Playlist, Amazon Music, and anything else that is out there, thanks for making One and Done Radio a part of your day. Uh, lots of that goes on in this episode. I start off talking about the Houston Astros, and I just kind of talk about people when they're saying, Oh, your haters! Because I'll explain. I mean, you'll hear what happens. Um, and then talk about some of the biggest NFL headlines that happened this past weekend. And finally, Michigan fans, you may want to stick around to hear what I have to say about the Wolverines and this upcoming 2020 season. All that on the show. Let's go. So the Houston Astros got eliminated by the. Tampa Bay Rays, okay? They got eliminated. They After being down 3-0, they came all the way back to force in game seven, but Tampa Bay eventually took it home. <laughs> Sad that it took all the seven games for them to get eliminated, but it happened. And I was scrolling through social media, and I saw people out there saying, oh, now all the haters can come out and say what they want to say about the Astros. Okay, man, let's just talk about this really quick before you start calling people haters for what your team did. Let me just first clarify, no one's a hater, okay? They're pointing out a fact. They don't like your team for what they did. And your team is lucky that they didn't have to go 162 games, sorry, excuse me, 81 games of fans heckling, booing, everything at the Houston Astros because obviously for home fans you would hope that they would not boo and heckle your cheating Houston Astros for stealing signs and for the people that want to say the fans of the Houston Astros that want to say well it really didn't help them you know they just it didn't help them that much like when the owner came out and said well it didn't help them that much okay think about this these are professional hitters if they know a fastball is coming, they are going to smack that ball because they know it. They're trained. They have worked on this to get to this point in their career where they know what a, how to hit a fastball. So let's just get that straight. For anyone that's trying to be a hater or trying to blame anybody for being a hater of the Houston Astros, just remember this that if this was the Yankees, the Dodgers, or any other team in baseball that succeeded by stealing the signs, you would be making fun of our team. People saying that we are haters. Okay? And I'm not one to try and get upset about social media. I get that. I'm not. But when I see them, I'm like, how can you sit there and say I'm a hater because I'm glad they are gone? All the haters are going to show up. Dude, you guys did not deserve to win the 2017 World Series, okay? The fact that you guys were even allowed in this shortened season, sorry, the shortened season with the postseason, the fact that you were allowed in that postseason is terrible. Carlos Correa, oh, well, people don't want to see us here. Duh! No one wants to see you there. We don't care about you guys. Listen. My favorite player that I grew up watching, Justin Verlander, was on your team. And I can't even bear the fact that he was part of that team. It sucks. Because now I have to look at him and say, man, you I was so excited when you got a ring, dude. And now look at you. Now you're a part of this. Oh, we're sorry. Well, duh. Of course you're sorry. And if you look at the stats when they show them on TV, what was the batting average at home against a fastball? Oh, they were first they were first in 2017 and this year they were ninth and 10th or whatever yeah that makes sense because they have no technology and they have nothing showing so for anyone to try and sit there and say that this team deserved to win the, the 2017 World Series you guys don't get it and for anyone trying to sit there and say that we are haters for what they did for trying to call them out and say yeah glad they're gone Look at yourself in the mirror and understand we are not haters. We are people that get it. That if you saw this happen to, I mean, if this happened to my Detroit Tigers, man, they better be winning games. But clearly, going to the stats, how bad we are is they're not doing it. And now they're in the discussions of having the coach or the manager from either Alex Cora uh, or the guy who is there, his name is Casey, right now, having them be the next manager for the Tigers. And you know what? I really don't care. Because at this point, someone has to be. Ron Gartenhauer is gone. But at this point, somebody has to be the new manager. And it looks like whoever they hire may be able to turn the team around. Because you know what? At the end of the day, this team was pushed by winning and the and the coach and the manager tried to stop it and they kept doing it you know why because they are adults these aren't kids these are adults and they can't listen to dad when dad's trying to say stop doing what you're doing and they still did it so forgive me Houston Astros fans if you believe I am a hater of your team i'm sorry I'm a hater of people that can't play baseball the right way by using technology to get the win. And if you don't like it, talk to me about it. We can have a nice discussion. But when it comes to this team and that team in 2017 and this team that got eliminated, yes, we are happy they are gone. Yes, I'm happy that the Tampa Bay Rays made it to the World Series. I'm happy that any other team made it out of the American League instead of you. Because next year, hopefully we have a full season with fans able to attend. Because you know why? When they start booing and heckling you guys, you understand that you got off easy this past season. That thank goodness for COVID where you guys weren't able to have fans at away stadiums booing you. And oh, you had Tom Kelly uh, throwing pitches at you. Whatever. Whatever he isn't a he's a pitcher okay he has control and he knew how to make sure to control his pitches effectively to make you guys aware we won't forget your your 2017 title has an asterisk the size of texas next to it deal with it no one is going to respect that ring that you try and wear on your finger no one will respect the trophy that you guys have, especially Rob Manford, who called it a piece of metal and granted this team immunity to, just to get the, the coach fired. And honestly, at the end of the day, he was trying to stop it. But adults had to try and take over and make and get, pretty much cost him his job. Oh, and then we stand up and talk in front of you. Oh, we're sorry. We're sorry. Of course you're Sorry. And guess what? No one's sorry that you guys got eliminated. And congrats on taking it to seven games after going down 3-0. I really wish you would have gotten swept. But now, deal with the fact that you're not there anymore and, oh, we we want to prove people wrong. We want... just, Just play. And guess what? You're done playing this year and I'm ecstatic of what your team has to go through. So, switching to... NFL headlines, and there were some big headlines this past uh, week that I want to dive into. The first headline I want to talk about was, how is Adam Gay still the coach of the Jets? Because I don't think people understand that he should not be the coach. (laughs) I'm talking about the people within the organization of the Jets. I'm not talking about the normal fan out there, because we all get it. This guy is still the coach. And what happened? He got shut out by the Miami Dolphins. Not saying the Miami Dolphins are bad because they actually look pretty solid this year. Solid. Not, not playoff team. Not amazing. Just solid. He, They look solid. How is he the head coach? I will not know. You got Le'Veon Bell released. You got Jamal Adams traded because they don't like playing for you. Those are two of your top players. Now what? Now what? What is it going to take for this guy to be let go? I don't know. I better know what it takes anymore. The Jets, somebody fired the dude, right? Just let this guy go. He's terrible. He's a terrible coach. He hasn't had a success anywhere as a head coach. Just remember that. He wasn't a great head coach in Miami. He wasn't a good coach for anywhere else. Terrible for the Dolphins. I mean, the Jets fired him. Fired. Sorry, they fired Todd Bowles for him. Remember that they fired Todd Bowles for this guy. Oh, because we finished strong last year. Shut up. This team's terrible. This coach is terrible. It's time to fire him and move on. The Bills and sorry, not the Bills, the Texans and the Falcons have fired their coaches, no problem. Do the same, Jets. It's no big deal. Your team's not doing anything this year. Fire the coach. Fire him. What does it matter? Let him go. Next headline I want to talk about Baker, Mayfield. Terrible. Again. And I just want to say listen, when it comes to Baker, Mayfield, I don't know. The Browns clearly, when they were winning, he was just doing enough. Okay? He wasn't just taking over and trying to carry the team throwing the football. They were running the ball effectively, playing great defense. This team was effective. But Baker Mayfield, unfortunately, this past game against the Steelers looked terrible. And I don't know what to do anymore if you're a Browns fan. Or if you're trying to root for Baker, like, the guy is terrible. He's just not a guy that's going to carry a franchise, you know? He's, like, he's just not. There are guys out there that can. Like, Joe Burrow is heading in the right direction. Now, granted, I understand that they lost the Colts after having a 21-0 lead. But at least he looks good playing football. Now, that's maybe a coaching situation that the Bengals have to address. However, you at least know that your quarterback is set. Like You got your guy. I know Andy Dalton was up pretty good, but you got your guy. He looks really good. And I'm glad that Phillip Rivers and the Colts got the win. Down 21-0. Philip Rivers carried the team, throwing the football. He looked good. Just wanted to make sure that headline was out there as well. Now, back to Baker. What do you do? You just move on. At this point, you may just have to draft somebody else or... Move on from him, trade him away, see if there's a team that will take him out there for cheap. I don't know. Because at this point, he's just not progressing as a quarterback. And I think that's what you look for in a quarterback is progression. That's going to be a part of your future. Is he progressing in the right direction? And right now, he's just not. He's just not. That's all I can say. He's just not progressing. The last headline I want to talk about is this. I'm gonna give you a team schedule. I'm gonna tell you who that this team beat. They're, they're undefeated before this game. This team, before they lost this past weekend, had beat the Lions, the Vikings, the Falcons, and the Saints. Okay? They had beaten all those teams. And then this past weekend they lost pretty bad. That team was the Green Bay Packers, who looked terrible against the Buccaneers. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers with Gronk and everybody that they have. Expose this team for who they are. And right now, you you don't you don't know what this team is. Granted, yes, they have won all they were undefeated before the game. Yes, they were up 10-0. But once Rodgers threw the pick six, it was game over. They were up 10-0, pick six, all of a sudden, floodgates opened. The Buccaneers scored 38 straight points after being down 10-0. And now you're looking at a Buccaneers team that's trending up. I get that they lost last week by a point to the Bears. I understand that. But they are trending forward. This team takes time. Rodgers, you already know what this team is. You didn't know what the Buccaneers were going to really be. And now you're seeing it. So before, people were... I I said this before. Let's not freak out about the the Buccaneers losing to the Saints in week one. Let's not. Okay? It takes time for a guy who's been in a system for 20 years to go to a new system and learn and develop and build chemistry with a team with no preseason. Just remember all of that. Rodgers is showing that right now. Yeah, he was playing at an MVP type level. But those are against Falcons, Vikings, two teams that are terrible, Ooh, and the Falcons beat the Vikings. That's how bad they are. And then the Saints, who are eh, they're pretty, they're average right now. I guess you can say based on their record. And then and then the Lions. So you beat they've beaten these teams that are whatever. Now you play a Buccaneers team that's actually been challenged, and you get exposed. It's that simple. At the end of the day. The Buccaneers just proved why they're my pick, again, to win the NFC South. They've been my pick all year. not going back on that one, and they continue to show me why they are my pick. But the the Packers right now, exposed them for, they were exposed for who they are. A team that right now has some rebuilding and working to do, and why we should not have wasted a first round pick on Jordan Love. To close the show, I want to talk, send a message to Michigan fans. This week coming up, we play Minnesota at Minnesota. We have new players coming in, a new receiving core, led by Ronnie Bell. Lost Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tariq Black transferred, and Nico Collins has decided to opt out, sign with an agent, and get ready for the next year's NFL draft. On the offensive line, we have four new linemen, Luckily, we didn't have five. Jalen Mayfield returned to be the right tackle for him. He was an arguably a first-round pick. Now he's come back to show why he will be a first-round pick. We have a new quarterback in Joe Milton, three talented running backs, and a defense where we just don't know what they're going to be anymore this year. The last two games against Ohio State, we lost. Terribly. Well, we lost actually lost five, but whatever. Who's counting? So I want mean, to just... I was sent an article the other day by a colleague of mine and I read over it and it was talking about Jim Harbaugh and how it's scary, the situation we're in now seems a little bit rough, it seems a little bit scary. Michigan fans, I just wanted you guys to understand this. Besides our 97 championship season, when, when have we won titles early on in the history of Michigan? Oh, we won all those championships. Yeah, that was early. It was before I was even born. Before a lot of us were even born. But we're Michigan. Yeah, we are. We are no doubt one of the top programs in the country. As far as academics and what we bring. Just please, before everyone freaks out, when I'm saying one of the top, I'm not saying top two. Okay, we're, we're up there. Like You can't sit there and say Michigan is not a top program in the country based on everything. Now, looking back, reading through the article some more. It's talking about Jim Harbaugh, how we measure success for Jim Harbaugh. At the end of the day, it comes down to one thing, one thing only. Can you beat Ohio State? I'm pretty sure that a few years back, what was it, two years ago? It had to have been. When John O'Corn was a quarterback for Michigan against Ohio State, and we pretty much had them on the ropes. Then Dwayne Haskins comes in after JT Barrett gets hurt, and saves the day. So we've had moments where we can win, but that year, if we would have beaten Ohio State that year in 2018, we would have been solid, right? Or 2017? Excuse me. I think it was 2017. Like we would have. Everything would have been fine for them. Beat Ohio State, even though we didn't. We probably would not have made a Big Ten championship we would have beaten Ohio State. That's how we measure. That's how Michigan right now is measured. Yeah, it's great to have 10 win seasons, that's nice. Are we better than we were before Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez? Yes, we are. So what are we trying to argue right now at this point? I think we're trying to argue the fact that Harbaugh is in the last year of his contract. There was talks of an extension before COVID happened and he's even said, that can wait. When Harbaugh was with Stanford, he brought them back, led by a great quarterback in Andrew Luck. When he went to the NFL, he led a team to the Super Bowl in the San Francisco 49ers, led by Colin Kaepernick. He made a bold move in starting him over Alex Smith. And stuck with it, and success followed. When he went to Michigan, we had Jake Ruddock come in, Wilton Spate. Slash John O'Corn for a little bit. And then these past two seasons, we have Shea Patterson. None of these guys have found success at quarterback in the NFL. For Michigan. Like Jake Ruck, I think is the only guy that's even like, was around on an active roster as far as a backup. Wilton Spade didn't pan out. Shea Patterson didn't even get a shot. John O'Corn was never even thought about. <laughs> like he was that bad. Like these guys are terrible. And they look back and say... The quarterback is not being developed by Jim Harbaugh like it was with Andrew Luck and was with with Colin Kaepernick. Those are very good points. Now we have a guy named Joe Milton. Has all the tools out of a Cam Newton. Same speed, 6'5", about 240, cannon of an arm. It just goes to show that this year is probably the most important year. And I get it, it's COVID, it's different. Everything's different. He even came out and said that he can't name a starting quarterback because of COVID. But I think we all know it's gonna be Joe Milton. Dylan McCaffrey transferred. You lost to McCaffrey. He transferred out. But Michigan fans, I just wanna ask this. And for the rest of the country too. We get very excited about a Michigan team every year it seems like for the most part we get pretty excited but our success and our mentality is we are the winningest program in college football history that's our that's our mindset that's our level we're at but you think about when all the success happened before any of you guys were even born yes we had the 97 championship and i was 5 but you look back and you look at that team, you're like, wow, we really were stacked. 2016, when JT Barrett was short, and yes, Ohio State fans, I will continue to say that, and anyone that wants to doubt that call, he was short. But when he, when he was short, that team was probably the best team that Jim, that Jim Harbaugh ever had. And, and Michigan, the best. Balance, defense, everything that you wanted, that was the team. So now we have this measure of, well, we've had success. You're right. We have. Michigan has had success. The talent that we bring into the NFL is great from a defensive and an offensive line standpoint. What have we brought as far as skill positions to the NFL? Running backs, receivers, and quarterbacks. What have we brought in recent years? Think about it. In the third round or earlier, nobody. We haven't brought anybody in recent memory. Yeah, we got Tom Brady. Fantastic. I love that we have Tom Brady. That's what, we, you know, that's what we can hold our Michigan pedestal on right now is Tom Brady being successful. But looking at the skill positions, Donovan Peoples-Jones, talented receiver at Michigan, went to the fifth round to the Browns. Fifth round. Fifth round. Probably could have gone earlier with the stats. If the stats were there, talented receiver. Nico Collins could possibly go to the first round. Possibly, or go to second or third. That may break the trend. But Michigan fans and anyone out there, just remember one thing from this whole thing. I want to talk about Michigan and Ohio State. And I don't like using Ohio State. I always just say Ohio, if anyone's ever talked to me. Remember this. The talent gap is there. For anyone that wants to think that it's there or not, it's there. When Ohio State keeps winning and sending good prospects to the NFL, they're going to continue to get more prospects. Harbaugh, there's one thing that will save. If you want to continue, if you want to keep coaching at Michigan and be brought back at Michigan, there's one thing that's going to do it, and that is beating Ohio State this year. It's that simple. Like, well, it's not simple when you say it out loud, but that's it. You will get your recruits, you will get your fan base. Fully behind you. You will get the media behind you. You will get everyone behind you. You have to beat them. It's that simple. I don't care how many games we win this year. I really don't. the, the Ohio State game is what I care about. Now, do they have an eat? Does Ohio State have an easy schedule for sure? Do we? No, we don't. But Michigan fans, Harbaugh, everybody. There's one game that matters, and that is the game. Michigan Ohio State if Harbaugh can do it this year his career everything is saved because of one win he should have had it in 2016 and I will st- I will forever stand by that in 2015 when we lost to Michigan State how did we lose a fluke fumble punt but we dominated that game we have had close opportunities and there's one thing that will save this man's job and personally I don't really want to see Harbaugh go but at the same time I can't continue to see us lose to Ohio State I can't and I've seen the analysts on and the analysts on TV whatever well Michigan fans aren't you happy yes it's nice to actually have success and be a successful team because before hope before Rich Rod, and after Lloyd Carr, we weren't. We were terrible. Yeah, we beat Ohio State in a dismal year for them. Congratulations, Brady Hoke. But going forward, I'm tired of losing to these guys. I'm just tired of it. I'd rather lose every game and then beat Ohio State. I've said that before, and I will continue to say that. And if Harbaugh wants to stay the coach of the Michigan Wolverines, it's gonna take one thing. And that is winning the game against Ohio State. That will do it for today's episode of One Undone Radio. Thanks for tuning to the show. Be sure to subscribe to One Undone Radio on iTunes. Follow One Undone Radio on Twitter at OneDone Radio. Subscribe to One Undone Radio on YouTube. And any questions, comments, facts, opinions, any inquiries about the show can be emailed to Ryan Dunn, no, the number one at yahoo.com.